Hello and welcome back to another week of Error Code Coffee. Yes, we're still here. Yes, we, we are. Yeah, we are. We're not gone yet. We're keeping our New Year's resolution, uh, you know, still going. We're still uh, motivated. Is that a New Year's resolution? Like, I don't know. Was that your New Year resolution? Kind of. We well, it was before the New Year. We decided that hey, next year is going to be the year. Yeah, where we continue Error Code Coffee. And we're still doing it. So welcome to the second week of Aircode Coffee. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us, listening. And also thank you for sending in a few responses to our polls and our episode Q&A. Yeah, just a quick recap. Like last week was kind of an introduction for season three. And we wanted to have more interaction with our listeners. And we asked for you guys to send in some questions. And we figured out a way to do that was Spotify. There's like um, a way you can request to ask a question. And there's also a poll, and you guys didn't hate Arrow Code Coffee. <laughs> the name. The like name. The, the episode, or the, like the podcast itself is still yeah. horrible. Yeah, but, yeah. I know. You, you didn't mind the name. So, yeah, we got a, a few no's, and, uh, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> who so, knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So, again, thank you for filling in the poll. And also, we, have an, we had a nice Q&A uh we are going to talk about right now so last week I, I guess i'll just say your your username mundaka because i don't know if you want your real name out there but uh we know who you are you little rascal yeah <laughs> we know where you live wait i i don't but um that's okay he asked or said for our question what kind of subjects should we talk about uh, do you have questions that you would like us to discuss during an episode and he uh sent in Perhaps a hot topic at the moment to talk about is AI slash chat GPT and how it will affect programmers and even designers, perhaps, or their jobs in the future. Yeah, so that's a pretty interesting topic. It's very uh, topical. Yeah, we got to dive right in. Also, like, I didn't really research that much into it, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, you, you tried some stuff with uh, chat GPT. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also just like a few minutes ago, tried to, like I asked chat GPT to write a podcast episode about chat GPT. And so, we're reading it out loud. Yes. Right <laughs> this whole episode has been written. No, it's not. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's interesting to see it spit out something that, I mean, it sounds like a podcast episode, hmm. but it ends a bit too quickly. So maybe... Yeah, maybe we can like combine some of these uh, responses from ChatGPT and see if we can actually make a whole episode about some topic we don't know and, and ask listeners if they liked it. <laughs> like see if ChatGPT can actually have a convincing script for a podcast. Yeah. I'm curious because, um, yeah, we can talk about that right now, actually. It's like, what is ChatGPT? Yeah. Do, do, do you have uh, an answer? Well, I, I can tell you what ChatGPT said. Oh, you asked well, it. <laughs> uh, well, it. I said, like, talk, talk about, or like, tell me an episode about ChatGPT, mm -hmm. and it was explaining what it is. Mm -hmm. So, uh, ChatGPT is a transformer based model that was trained on a massive data set of internet text, which allows it to generate human like text. It can be fine tuned for a variety of languages, uh, language tasks such as text generation, dialogue systems, and language translations. Hmm. So that's what it says it is. Okay. Yeah. I have I asked the same question actually, but I asked it for uh, how it can be used for development and um it's kind of uh, the same kind of answer that it re responded, but basically 
ChatGPT is an AI that uses your input, a question or like any kind of prompt you give it to um, look up a basic model about that topic. So if you type in, I don't know, explain to me what uh, web development is, it will not like live research it for you, but it will already use a data set that's available and it probably uses like internet results as well, but it will use all its data sets to generate a, a natural conversation with you. So it's like asking someone knowledgeable about a topic and they have an answer ready about any topic you want. But it's also more than that. It, it actually can generate code. It's not 100% creative like us. Like it's not gonna innovate that much. Again, it's it's using data that's already there. It's mm -hmm. not like making stuff up <laughs> on the go. Yeah, it, it simulates the conversation. So whenever you feel like, hey, I'm talking to a human, it's probably because it's using data available for a conversation. Like it knows how to hold a conversation based on some data. That's one of the things is it's not 100% a tool that you can use for every type of AI uh, requirement. So it, it, you can you can talk with it, you can chat with it, but it doesn't really work for like generating images or asking specific questions that it doesn't know. It has to still use its data set. And it has a few limits too. And we can talk about that later. A few examples where it's already being used is uh, chatbots, of course, because it knows how to talk. Uh, it also is used for generating personalized content. So for example, if you're missing a specific part of your design, copywriting text, it will generate a bit of text for you. I think that's, that's also like the biggest part or like the biggest thing it will shine in or like will be useful for uh, like writing regular texts. And I think there will still be like a, a bit of a weird vibe from some texts. Uh, like, I mean, there's no passion or like how to, how to call it, like feeling in the text. But I think for a lot of static, like just you know, information texts, you don't need that. So I think stuff like this or like ChatGPT will be amazing. Uh, just to quickly whip up uh, a few paragraphs of uh, text that makes sense. Yeah. And um, other than that, ChatGPT also is being used specifically for a smaller task, but it then it gets pre-trained for the data set. Mm -hmm. So some companies probably use ChatGPT for their internal household stuff. If, if you have a company with a large data set and you want to have an interface to acquire that data uh, through a normal human interface, so to speak, uh, without going through the database and like looking up endless data cells, you can just ask ChatGPT, hey, what's like the max number of XYZ? And it will probably give you an answer. It's also, it, it knows a few math things, which is kind of interesting. It, it doesn't only generate text. It also knows how to calculate things. I was also thinking like, um, it, it might be a, an interesting system to do or use for like internal data so just like normally you'll use like a, a confluence page or like a wiki page internally mm -hmm. for your company where you can just gather data or like information that other developers for example need so like how do you set up this and that and how do we uh, internally resolve this um yeah. I, I think like something like chat gpt might like get in between that instead of searching <laughs> you'll just ask it like how do i do this and it will just tell you how the company does it you're working for. Hmm, that's a good 
way to use ChatGPT, I think. I think so too. It will just gather the information that's there and that's also like predetermined, but it will spit it out in a normal human way and also without specifically searching for certain keywords, it will get that information mm. to you. Yeah, that's one of the cool things about ChatGPT is like, if you type in a topic, um, you don't have to specify exactly what you're looking for. It will, it will give you like an introduction. It will give you a bit of uh, context. Uh, so you might actually be able to learn more about a specific thing that way. Um, you don't have to know the ins and outs of a system to ask it a specific question. You can just ask, hey, how does this system work? And it will tell you. And it will use the terms, terminologies, and like the all the all the ways that you can describe things technically correctly. Um, it, it will use those words instead of uh, stumbling over their words like I am right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's a really interesting uh, system and idea, and um, I, I think eventually, uh, ChatGPT or like other AI, AI between brackets, uh, will will help a lot uh, in development at least. Um, I, I think we should talk more about what we think will happen eventually, or like how we as developers will interact with ChatGPT and. I already gave an example of like I think it will help give you information that you don't like want or can't or want to specify, mm -hmm. but you kind of you know you you kind of give it a suggestion like oh, I'm looking for how do I integrate this API and it will just kind of spit it out. Yeah, in a, in a bit more or less like how do you call that specific, less rigid of a of a like a set of. Like you don't have to specify the environment or the context. You can just ask, "Hey, how do I uh, approach this pro problem with these variables?" Yeah. And it will it will help you find a way. And um, that's the thing is we can talk about how we as developers use ChatGPT or any kind of uh, AI for development, um, because chatting with a with a bot sounds interesting, but can it actually write code and is that actually good code? Is it code that's useful? Um, I think that's uh, that's a good way to uh, like figure out if we can like expand our tool set with with uh, AI. Um, and for me, the experience I've had is it's not that great. <laughs> it's it's okay. It's um, especially like when you're very new to a topic and you want a quick introduction. Um, like an example of how an API is used, or if you want, like, uh, you have an idea in your mind and you, you've never written it uh, directly, and you don't know how to set up the, the the system, you can basically ask, can you set up, um, for example, I want to read out the weather through an API and display that in HTML um, and use some JavaScript. It will just literally tell you, yeah, I can do that. Here's an example. And then it will spit out a bit of code. And it's funny because uh, it uses Markdown, at least in the chat. It uses Markdown to respond. Uh, so you can see while it's writing uh, the paragraphs and the code, uh, it uses those, those three backticks to start the, the code block. And then it will type some code. And then when, when it's done, it will end with three backticks. And it will basically say, that's an example of how you write 
a program that reads out the the weather data from this API. Um, and it's kind of cool. I mean, it, sometimes it does write fully functioning code. And what I've noticed is a few times it also doesn't know exactly what it's writing. It's almost like it takes the Google results once you like type in a problem and it will just generate some kind of code based on the top five results and sometimes misses a few steps, which is interesting. It doesn't like have a logical way to uh, set up the whole code. It, it just kind of blindly takes parts and then puts it out there. Of course, it also like replaces variables correctly. So variable names and API endpoints stuff like that, it all gets correctly put in, but sometimes there's like suddenly a new variable or a new function or a function you haven't actually uh, defined, like the, the, the program or the AI hasn't defined that function, but it's still calling it. So it's like, what function, <laughs> how can I run this function? I don't have this function. Mm -hmm. So for example, I've used it for um, WebGL programming. Um, I asked it basically to write a simple shader program to render halftone dots with a GLSL shader language. And it didn't always do the right thing. Sometimes it wrote a program that did run, but I would get a black screen. And it's kind of hard to figure out what exactly is going wrong. GLSL is pretty cryptic anyway. <laughs> uh, so for me, it was kind of hard to figure out what was wrong with it. Also adding a, a chat uh, layer to it. That uh, sounds like fun. <laughs> You mean interacting with the chat to figure it out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes it less... When you program, you have an idea in your mind, you research it, you have a, a few steps in your mind, like, okay, I, so I first need to set up this, I need to find this, and I, and I need to put this together, and then I can like hook it all up and have it render something for me. Mm -hmm. But how I've used ChatGPT, and I feel like maybe there are other ways uh, that can integrate better with your own already set up code base, but I, I ask it to write almost a fully complete functioning program. And maybe that's where it struggles a bit because it doesn't have all the variables and it doesn't know the context. And even though like it can give you a broad uh, way of uh, setting up a solution for, the, for your program or problem, <laughs> um, it still doesn't know how to have it fully functioning the way you want it because it doesn't have all the variables. I'm also curious that if you add all those variables, like. Like if it knows everything, if mm -hmm. it will still spit out the correct code, though. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. But that's the thing. Is um, for example, for GLSL, you don't just need commands and functions. The AI is a language language generation model. So it it basically is trying to create a gr grammatically and syntactically correct piece of information like it results in something that actually should be grammatically and syntactically correct which is like a prerequisite for coding coding is somewhat like writing poetry or <laughs> oh, wow that that sounds deep <laughs> that's that's the slogan of wordpress yeah wait what yeah code is poetry is it yeah oh that's mm. not a good thing but... no it's not <laughs> but like it's writing prose or poetry or uh, any kind of like creative writing and I think the AI is meant for that kind of response. That's why why you feel like there's no actual life or or there's feeling. There's something missing in it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And that, that creative spark, you kind of need that for some problems in in development, especially when it comes to like creative coding, mm -hmm. for example. Uh, so I wanted like a, a halftone, which is like those dots in a specific 
pattern. I wanted them to be reactive to a, a height map or like a gradient. So instead of drawing the gradient per pixel, I wanted like every X pixels to be a, a dot and the size of the dot to be based around the, the, the heaviness or like the, the weight of that area where that dot resides. So it's kind of a hard thing to explain with the, <laughs> with words, but uh, yeah, it, it should be like dynamic and should uh, have like the gradient animate. Well, it it did some things correctly. <laughs> uh, some, so, like it it made um, once it made a gradient, but it didn't make the halftone dots. And once it made like halftone dots, but they were like really really small, and I couldn't resize them. I feel like it was missing something, so I eventually scrapped it all. But a few things I learned from it was basically how to set up the program. And I, I did some research and I was like, why is this not working? I, I gave it like, I have it still here in the in the history of ChatGPT. Uh, you got like the, on your left side, you have in the chat, you have a pane with all your previous inputs. And I think I have like 10 or so requests for like halftone shader on WebGL. That's like the prompt. And some of them were like, write a WebGL program with a scene of plasma that is affected by the mouse cursor. I wanted like to have a few examples of how how plasma, uh, which is like another term for the gradient background that's animated, and and a halftone shader. I could like maybe combine them, and it was really hard to do that with with ChatGPT. It just didn't know how to combine those two things. And even when you ask it for one specific shader, it still wouldn't fully know how to do it. Or it would it would result in something unusable for my use case. Mm -hmm. It still would be technically correct, but not exactly like how I want it. That's also a thing you will always have, right? We we all have preferences for writing codes, uh, yeah. Like stylistic or just functional wise, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll write different. So, on the one hand, uh, I think it's interesting to let. Uh, chat GPT write something for you and just, I don't know, copy paste it, I guess, into your code. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know where I was going, but I, I just wanted to say like, it, it, it's a really interesting system and I think it will help a lot with uh, lowering, how do you call that? Like lowering the gap for development, I think. Mm -hmm. that's, that's also not the right like sentence, but it will do some things. It will help elevate or like, yeah. I don't I think know. It will lower the threshold for the, like for entering development. I mean, on the one hand it will, but on the other hand, it will create a lot of problems with like new developers of learning wrong ways to write code oh, yeah. or like getting stuck to a certain way of writing code because the system is like pushing something out. Like, but that's not only a problem with ChatGPT. I mean, if you just Google or like Stack Overflow all your issues, <laughs> you'll get like a certain type of answer the whole time. Even, yeah. even though people will always send different answers, of course. Um, I, I think we'll all clump into one specific way uh, how to write. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting way to look at it. I think... Um... ChatGPT is going to be very useful, as you said, to enter a specific topic of development uh, that you have never you know, explored before, uh, something that you still want to figure out, something you want to have an overview of, like a little bit of an introduction. And you don't want to scour the internet with Stack Overflow topics and like Dev2 
you know, that website Dev2 uh, tutorials where you have to figure out the correct way to do it. And if you get a piece of code that works like 95% of the way, then it's probably going to be a good entrance to that topic. Yeah, sure. And especially if you're like looking for something really specific or um, like what I encounter on Stack Overflow a lot, for example, is just you find answers that are just not exactly what you're looking for. And that's fine if you know what you're doing and you, you'll eventually, you'll look at the code and you're like, oh, I'll just edit this and then it will do what I want. Um, but as a, as a starter or a junior, I think it's more difficult to get an answer from Stack Overflow that doesn't match exactly what you're looking for. Um, and I think this, so ChatGPT might help with that because you will specify a bit more of like, I wanted to do this uh, specifically, or I want to integrate this into uh, this kind of, you know, mm -hmm. uh, application. And, and it will generate or help you uh, generate that code. So I think uh, it's an interesting system. And it's also fun because we, we talked uh, uh, like a half hour ago, I guess, and we both kind of got on the same page or like we, we said the same thing. It's like, I think ChatGPT will mainly just um, replace junior developers, I guess, or like it, it will, how do you call that? It won't, yeah, I don't know. What, what, what exactly did we say? <laughs> well, I did say it will probably replace the position of junior development. Um, junior developers, which is weird, like you, you will need to be a junior developer to be <laughs> yeah, you, you a meet or senior. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm trying to say is, um, AI will bring you up to the point where a junior developer would probably bring you to. Um, when you ask a junior developer to write a, a program, it will probably only get you so far and you'll have to adjust it to actually match or like integrate into your uh, idea of the system. Um, when I ask ChatGPT to write me a piece of code, it will set up the baseline. Like the, the outline of, of the code is fine, but it's not going to be in production. You will probably need to like uh, separate some of the functions, some of the commands. Mm. You will have to, you know, it's like it's a start. Yeah. So that's nice, I guess, to get kind of a, a head start onto writing whatever you want. But if you're prototyping, it's actually not that horrible. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you will like once you ask it a question. That's the funny thing is like it doesn't always keep the same variables. Uh, for the next uh, prompt. Mm -hmm. So if you prompt it um, first for like, hey, can you write me a piece of code? That would it would say sure, and then you could like um, maybe you can like adjust the prompt to say like using the previous results, can you extend it with this or that? But I've tried that a few times, and sometimes it just changes the variables. Hmm. Like it won't use the same variable names. So it's interesting. So it, it, I don't think it knows the difference. Like it doesn't know maybe what a variable in that way is. I guess like it doesn't know that it should be the same moving over to a new prompt. Yeah, I, I think like the, once you extend the topic. So for example, if you use WebGL, uh, and I would say first I would ask it to make a gradient renderer and then the next time i will say make a halftone renderer um it will maybe change some of the variables that it used before for the gradient to fit better with the halftone topic it, it it kind of like chooses that on its own you can say like yeah i want to you, i want you to keep using these variable names mm -hmm. so that was kind of 
thing I, I was struggling with is uh, once I like got a piece of code, how do I actually uh, make it legible for myself? And every time it uses a different variable as well. Like if you start yeah. a new chat, it will use completely different variables, even though it's the exact same code, literally the same code. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is interesting. Like why it does that, I'm not sure. Well, kind of random. Yeah, I think it's it, it doesn't know how do you call that? It doesn't have a preference or something yeah. like that. So it, it's not like it, it learns that, oh, this is probably the best way. Let's do it this way. It will just, I don't know. It will just still try to find a new way or like improve or not improve, but just <laughs> do it another way. I, I also just try to let it write a tic-tac-toe into JavaScript, HTML, and CSS. Mm -hmm. And two times it created a totally different yep. application also, like one time it did tables, and the other time it just did diffs and and just styling. Mm -hmm. And now yeah. it's it, it generated a, a table with really basic styling. And also, two times now it just stopped when writing JavaScript. So I yeah. only got like a really small part of JavaScript, well, and then it stopped. That, that's the thing. It's um okay. Maybe it's a good way to like continue with the next topic. It which is um like there there are definitely some limits. Like apart from the technical aspect of uh, the, the AI, because it's it's mostly a language, uh, like a natural language uh, generator, which means that like co coding, writing code is not a natural language. It's not like writing a actual like a language. Forming sentences, yeah. Yeah, it's, like... it's not like English or Dutch. Or... Yeah. So it, it's going to have like, <laughs> it's not going to have abrupt endings. That That's just... Uh, er an error in the system but it does have um it's hard to like actually figure out a way to keep it cohesive mm -hmm. uh because it's like the, the the code itself is um very much based around math in a lot of times or like uh, functions and it replaces variables and it puts them like in the correct order but it doesn't know exactly uh what it's writing it doesn't know if it works actually it doesn't know if it's like syntactically correct it might know because if it's syntactically syntactically incorrect it wouldn't have been in the data set it, it, like the data set doesn't include bugs i hope <laughs> well yeah you, you, we don't know right <laughs> yeah but uh grammatically which is like the the positioning and the, um, like the the complete overview of the code it might not have uh, the right conclusion, if mm -hmm. you know what I mean. So, like, for example, in um, in React, you would need a render function for each uh, component. It might actually forget to do that. Yeah, <laughs> you would have like uh, not a render function, but all the rest, which which can happen with uh, OpenAI. But what you're experiencing actually is something else, which is the the whole system is flooded with people using it, <laughs> and uh, the requests if they take a bit longer. Yeah it just stops and one of the things is you can type continue literally the english word continue in the prompt and it will continue typing the code well let's see if you're lucky because it's been overloaded with users oh it's writing rewriting the same function again but it, it does yeah it does pick it up though yep it usually either rewrites the same function or it continues with the same variable so mm. i've had a uh, case where uh, it was writing a function or like a method uh, and it started writing a variable in that method and it stopped there and I typed continue. It started at the point where the whole word, 
like so the, the variable the whole word is uh defined so it, it doesn't like literally start at the point where it stopped it start it starts at the point where the sentence didn't make sense anymore yeah so it doesn't in this case yeah. the function like it was writing the function and then it yeah. stopped mid function and now it rewrote the whole function again yeah that's funny right because so it knows yeah it knows how yeah. to form a sentence or a code. function in this case yeah yeah <laughs> um but th that's still like one of the gotchas is uh how do you use this system this ai has its own limits but it also is kind of tricky to get it to do what you want so there's a few more things like um remember when i said it results in markdown like it, it gives you the results in markdown well sometimes it messes up <laughs> and uh like the the code blocks and stuff aren't well formed uh so it like sometimes forgets to put a code block and it's just plain text which is fine yeah. i mean you can still copy paste it but especially when it stops midway and you say continue and then it doesn't make a code block that's what happened for me at least. It, it kind of forgot that it was code or should be in a code block, I guess. No, it's like since it's writing uh, text and it's not actually uh, like interacting with you and the interface, like that's kind of weird because it, it like picks up, picks up a prompt and then it continues that prompt. Mm -hmm. If it stops midway and you type continue, it won't start at the point where the, the, the interface breaks it doesn't does, doesn't start there it doesn't start at the code block because it starts at the the sentence where it stopped and the code block was formed before that sentence so it will continue as text instead of code hmm. but it's writing code because like the interface isn't like fully fully um uh functional for for the bugs like once you encounter a bug or like a, an error in the system it will be a bit weird yeah but I mean, that's that's stuff that can be fixed, though. So, yeah, I think uh, like continuing continuing uh, the development of ChatGPT, it will be a lot smarter. Also, chatting is not the best method to work with ChatGPT. If you're a programmer, you can you can install a VS Code plugin, and uh, there's actually let's see, this one is. Mm, this one seems to be pretty nice. You can ask it a few things, and it, uh, it will still not edit your code directly, but uh, it can write new parts of your code. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you can ask it to um, like do some indenting or prefix. Uh, for example, if you have a variable that's pretty hard to change throughout the whole code, it can do that, but it won't like write new code. Uh, in that aspect, um, what you can ask it is, for example, write tests for you. Uh, you can like select a code block and then you run the command add tests, and then we'll write a test function for that uh, method or that code block, which like makes sense. It just uses another. Like, it, it checks the language. Mm -hmm. It checks the method or function that you've selected. It checks what variables there are and what kind of return values there should be. And then it writes a simple test. Like if you add, enter this kind of variable into the uh, attribute of the function, it should result in this. Otherwise, it's the the test has failed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty easy, I guess. If you have to write a lot of tests, it's kind of nice. Um, you can also you can ask for uh, find bugs. 
uh, you can ask for optimize you can ask for explain so yeah like you select a piece of code and ask it to explain what it does yeah that's also what i noticed uh, after the tic-tac-toe uh, code it, it it explains it in plain text like uh, what happens and how it works like mm -hmm. Uh, it added event listeners to cells on the game board. And when a user clicks on a cell, the handle move function is called. Like it knows what it's doing and that makes sense because otherwise you'll just get gibberish code. Yeah, it, it can write comments for you in a way. It, it also does yeah. that, yeah. So it's nice for that kind of stuff. I feel like we have to explore this more to actually know how we're going to expand our tool set, our daily tool set of developer, development tools uh, with AI because... Right now, I don't see a big use for it unless I'm exploring a new topic or trying to make my life a bit easier. Mm -hmm. So I have a, a lot of code and I don't want to write tests for it or I want to. I don't want to write comments for it. I just ask ChatGPT, hey, can you write comments for this piece of code? And I might have to adjust it anyway. Like I, I read it and I'm like, eh, that's not exactly what's happening or that's not exactly how I would want to explain what's happening. And... Uh, some really high, uh, like highly abstract pieces of code, it will describe in too much detail. So per per line or per method, but it doesn't actually say what the whole function is used for. All right. So th yeah. there's like limits to what it knows and how it can describe it. But but, but I think overall it will it kind of what you just said summarizes what Chat GPT can mean for us as mm -hmm. developers at least. Uh, currently, yeah. um, I think it's just it's a tool uh, we can use uh, to like help us get started into specific uh, code, or like help us uh, form new functions. I don't know. It, it's more like a support tool. It's it's not yeah. it's not it won't replace anyone. Like not, not yet. yet at yeah. least, yeah, <laughs> of course. Like I, I, I'm I'm not afraid for my future as a developer. Yeah. Uh, not yet, at least. Um, because a lot of things are still missing from like uh, the the AI. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's the same with text, and I think it's also the same with like pictures, like images, like um, those AI generated like paintings and stuff like that. It's also is a bigger topic, but I think also there, uh, sure, it it might replace some designers or like uh, painters or whatever, but it's not going to like if you make something like personally or how do you call that it it lacks emotion or like a, a specific yeah I, I, don't, I don't even know what to call it but there's something missing from yeah, it i just call it a spark <laughs> and it's the same with like uh, like code and it's, it's weird to say because code is just you know code it doesn't have emotions it seems, it or seems like robotic and inhuman yeah exactly it's just lines of like when this happens do that but uh, well that's that's if you zoom in that's yeah. the thing it's like it knows how to write that once you zoom in. Yeah. But overall, as a human, you have a bigger idea, a, a bigger imagination. Yeah. And that's what it's lacking, um, a, a way to like put every piece of your system together. Um, yeah, I think, I think I agree with you that it will probably only be used as a tool for now, like to expand our tool set and um, maybe automate a lot of things. Yeah, sure. Uh, a big part of it is, I think, efficiency. How do you write a lot, a lot of code in less time? Um, I could write every single character in VS Code, mm. or I could ask ChatGPT to write most of it, and then I would just adjust the variable names and copy paste it at places where it makes more sense. Yeah, 
Um, so, so again, you, you can't use ChatGPT as a total like junior or noob <laughs> programmer and just suddenly create something out of nowhere. You still need to have the knowledge and know how functions and, and you know how code works to make sense of it. Yeah, and another part of it is like the problem solving logic behind ChatGPT is missing a few steps. Um, if you give it a, a big problem, it literally, I, I have a, a response here. I love it. Um, here, let me let me find it. It basically, it, it literally said, I won't do that. I don't know how to do that because it's too much work. It literally said that here. I, I can find it for you. So so it's also being lazy right now. It's it's kind <laughs> of like asking a developer, right? <laughs> yeah. But here, so I, I asked it in a prompt, write a WebGL program with a scene of plasma that is affected by the mouse cursor. And the first response was, I'm sorry, I can't write a full WebGL program for you, but I can provide you with a general idea of how it might be done. <laughs> okay, yeah. At first, you would need to create an, uh, a scene using a 3D rendering library such as 3JS. That's already incorrect. You don't need that. Yeah. Like, so I'm not going to continue all the things, but like, it gives you an example, a solution. Uh, it's not the solution, and sometimes it doesn't even give you a full solution, or, or not even the correct solution. Or like, yeah. it's suggesting things that are not correct. So it's technically technically not necessary to do some of the things the yeah the AI says. Uh, so yeah. It, it, to me, it's like if you're new and you're going to rely on ChatGPT for a specific solution, you're going to have a hard time figuring out why it doesn't work. Hard, hard time figuring out why it doesn't work. And also afterward, you, like you won't learn that much from it, I, I'm afraid, or you'll learn like bad uh, habits. Bad habits. Yeah. Mm. So I, I don't know. Maybe eventually we'll we'll get there and it's smart enough to to like correctly do it. But that's... Yeah, again, it's also like emotion and also like human behavior that's lacking mm -hmm. from um, a, a chatbot. And I love this part. Uh, so I, I asked, and I think you also did a prompt, uh, will AI replace web development? Yes. And um, the AI itself says, it is unlikely that the AI will completely replace web development in the near future. It says near, but I feel like it's going to stay forever unless you know it gets sentience. It becomes a hu actual human, um, but the, the explanation is um, while AI-based tools and frameworks have the potential to automate certain aspects of the web development pro process and make it more efficient, web development still requires a significant amount of human creativity and problem solving. Um, so, in summary, AI will not replace web developers, but it will change the way we develop and interact with web applications. It's expected to bring more automation, efficiency, and intelligence to the web development process. But the human creativity problem, uh, creativity and problem-solving skills will still be needed. So I think that's the, like the perfect summary of what we think about uh, ChatGPT and development. Yeah. Um, again, I would like to explore more of this topic. Like, I would like to write less code and be more efficient. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like because a lot of the the parts that I don't like about programming nowadays is the amount of code I have to write to get something simple working the way I want it, and if ChatGPT can take that away and do it for me, it would be a blessing. Like a good programmer writes something 
so he doesn't have to work more like like you you write something that makes you work less That's, yeah it's basically as you said like a, a, a support something that supports you with with development as well which for me is sometimes nice like if i'm unsure where i'm going with my code you can maybe ask it hey can you give me an example of this or yeah, that exactly or like i'm stuck here how do i continue mm -hmm. resolving this problem yeah um well i guess to be continued about this topic yeah it's it's an interesting topic um I, I, yeah i'm i'm curious what the future might bring it's just i'm also always a bit hesitant about stuff like this um like some people jump on and they are like oh this is amazing it's going to do everything and replace developers and and then i think about like the amount of web applications in the past few years that were like oh uh, you can just click a website together in a, a few clicks and it will just generate and you know and and all those tools fail because like it doesn't it doesn't work for like big and complex things you still need a human to to interact with that so mm -hmm. yeah agreed i think um use it as much as you want you'll probably want to adjust the results for your own goals. And with that, I think it, it just means that you're probably gonna use it less over over time. You, you're gonna use it for templating and like setting up your code, but not for running, like producing running code for your production environment. And uh, with that, I think I, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna explore it more and maybe we'll come back to this topic. Yeah, and uh, let us know in the episode Q and A. Um, like maybe you have experience with ChatGPT or or want to share something yeah. um, with us, and uh, maybe we'll discuss it in the next episode. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, is there something we missed? Is is there a better way to work with ChatGPT as a developer? And do you think it will replace developers in the future? Oh God, maybe they are ChatGPT responding to us. Oh, you know that's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> That's scary. What will happen? Well, we get more listeners, so that's nice. If the numbers go up, <laughs> we have more listeners. That's that's correct. Yeah. Thank you for listening, uh, bots. We hope you'll join us next time on a new Aerocode Coffee episode. Yes, we will join you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>